Hey, everybody. Fuck the future. Uh, pardon me. FTF podcast approved by Apple, Steve Jobs, and Tim Cook, of course. Uh, and, uh, of course, if you didn't know, we're also on SoundCloud. I'm on Drew. I'm here with my friend Ed Zitron. And today we're going to talk about Sunny Delight. Yeah, and it's delicious, sponsored by Sunny Delight. So, yeah, Sunny Delight tweeted, I can't do this anymore. And the tweet went viral. And then someone else said, I'm reading like a BuzzFeed story. And like some responded with every time you've wanted to give up, you've gone through this, you'll get through this. And I'd love, I, I, I'd love to be the person who believes this is a real thing. I'd love to be the person who is like, damn, the person running Sunny Delight, or indeed someone who's like a level dumber, and they're like, a bottle of Sunny Delight <laughs> is super depressed. Yeah. And that this is like a moment of intimacy. But it isn't. It isn't. It's the cruelest, the cruelest fucking garbage I've ever seen. I think I think it's uh, I think it's up there because uh, obviously it was it was you know an an engineered stunt because uh, uh, for those of you who didn't know I used to work for Procter and Gamble the parent company of Sunny Delight or, or simply the company that makes the product Sunny Delight um, and absolutely nothing would happen uh, on any account. Uh, of any official business done by any arm of Procter and Gamble without explicit approval of everybody all the way up the chain. So this was not, uh, obviously, uh, just from looking at it, you would know it was not just, wow, the social media guy is depressed. Yeah. It, it was like even beyond your own cynicism, it was definitely 100% for sure engineered. Oh, yeah. And it's the worst, most scummy type of marketing as well. It's a new thing. I've never seen something like this. And I think the, well, I mean, I've seen things like it, but as far as like historically, I don't think this has become a trend until recently where you've got like Moon Pie responding with, What's going on, Sonny? And then. Hostess's tea cakes, I think, responded with, if you ever feel bad. None of these people care if you live or die. <laughs> they care if you live, if you buy the product, and only, only so much as you are going to be buying more Sunny Delight or you're going to be buying more fucking whatever they make. Whatever Procter & Gamble, the $1 Shave Club. Think yeah. they, make, they own that they, now uh, they for like half a billion dollars. It's Little. it's uh, Unilever owns that, but uh, oh, Procter sorry. Procter I got, and Gamble I got owns my uh, ominous brands mixed up. Yeah, no, Procter and Gamble owns Pringles. They own Folgers. They own Bounty, and and I'm sure there's like a hundred different a uh, hundred different products there that uh, I'm not remembering or or that are. So let's, let's read products that Procter and Gamble make. Just bring this up. Okay. They make Ole. They make, Jesus Christ, like all sorts of stuff. Uh, fresco bar soap. Yeah, they, uh, 
they they control as far as like perishable, uh, consumable goods, just goods that you use up. Loves disposable diapers. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Now I take yeah. it. I take it back. If loves disposable diapers just tweeted like I shit myself, like that would be fucking great. I would. That one hundred percent behind that. That, that would be that would be joyous. Yeah, and yeah, and I think uh, I think you hit upon something uh, something uh, very insightful there, which is the idea that for a brand to to do something that truly makes you laugh, it has to go beyond simply subverting. You know, instead of taking one level out and the guy behind the account breaking the fourth wall, look, that's been done a million times. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, you know, it works. Moon Pie, Stakem, all, all these accounts, it works how really does well. it work, though? Like, how <clears throat> much of this is reasonably going to translate into someone buying... So this is really interesting. So I've been doing some research lately. Uh, And okay, so I so the reason I've been doing research is because social media is basically my only skill. Like I I've been using Twitter. I'll use Twitter to sell T-shirts and stuff. I mean, you guys, if you're listening to this, you know this. It's not nobody's trying to trick you. Right. I will make a T-shirt. If you like it, you can buy the T-shirt. If you don't. That's fine. You can unfollow or mute me. I don't care. I don't have anybody to report to, right? So I've been doing research. I've been looking at shit, you know, because I'm always thinking, you know, something might happen just overnight. Something might happen and I might have to go get a job, right? Because yeah. every, everybody has to eat. And uh, that's, my, that's my biggest fear. The, the PR thing goes away and I'll have to go somewhere. Like nine yeah. to five? That sounds fucking horrible. Yeah. I'm right of it every day. And and you know, uh I I think about that quite a lot. You know, I and I have kind of rounded up my options, you know, doing chemistry. Like I did I did R and D for Procter and Gamble. Um, I'm actually not under an NDA, so I can talk about that at length. Yeah. And I, I as long as I don't reveal actual trade secrets, I think there's there's absolutely no consequence in me sharing the things that I've learned or things that I felt when I worked there. But uh, that is probably done. I haven't done that for over 15 years. And uh, so, you know, my skills are basically computer. You know, okay. I I could go and learn Ruby or, or I could learn uh, SQL. I mean, I know a little bit of everything, right? I could go take a course on something, go get a job doing something. And one of my career options, because I've I've spent the last 10 years more or less on Twitter, you know, I've created a few accounts and built them up to be big accounts, whatever, whatever. That's one of my skills. So one of the one of the brands, one of the phenomena I have researched is uh, the Moon Pie and the Stakem account. And this is this is really interesting. Um, I've talked with the guy who runs the mm-hmm. Stakem account. Really, really nice, uh, uh, normal guy, and uh, really seems to uh, kind of appreciate the idea of viral Twitter and everything else. Um, mm. But so I I read up on their success because they have 40,000 followers. 
they uh, this guy who runs it has created these catchphrases like Stakem bless and all this of course we're totally cynical and we're like you know I'm not going to be taken in by it of course um but I'm I reading mean, I guess there are nice war criminals <laughs> no, no I'm I'm just saying sounds like uh, a, I'm sure he's a really nice guy and all but <laughs> I fucking hate him. So I hate uh, what he stands for. I hate what he does. I think I fucking hate him. And I just and I despise. I think that's so. I think that's a totally normal reaction, Ed. And uh, I I think at some point we ought to talk about uh, you know what is what is Twitter or what is uh, the web who you know, who is using it, who belongs there. Uh, right. Uh, et cetera. Cause I think that's an interesting discussion. And of course, um, my, my own philosophy being what it is, I just always assume that I am the, the odd man out whenever it comes to any situation that I'm, I'm not supposed to be there or whatnot. But, uh, so the Stakem case, listen to this. So the Stakem yeah. thing is that the guy started this account. He works for a, a marketing agency that represents Stakem. And as I understand it, based on what I've been able to catch online, Stakem sales went up 15% due to this marketing campaign that was mostly led by the social media. I'm guessing he also didn't get paid any extra. Uh, I I do not know how much he I got paid. Uh, I I would assume that anybody who's working for uh, a marketing company gets paid for their job, and if they do well, they get a bonus. But uh, Ed, as you and I know, uh, that is really the uh, the crushing, just absolute despair lows of being self employed uh, is only contrasted by the peaks of shit. I made a mug that's really popular. I made uh $3,000 in one month yeah. selling mugs or for you probably more doing PR for like real clients, not selling mugs to regular people. But for me selling uh uh selling 300 mugs. Wow, that that's uh that's off the chart. That's really uh that really makes you happy and of course, the better you do, the more money you make, right? Right. Uh, but so uh, so anyway, so these social media campaigns, as much as people in our circle on Twitter, which is, of course, you know, cynical media heavy Twitter. We know Twitter. We've been on here. We use it for personal communication. We use it for jokes. Uh, we use it for, you know, talking to people and making friends and fighting with people and saying the right wing is dumb. And we use it for all these different things. Uh, you know, of course, we we hate all of this branding and the sunny d thing i think really ticked all of those boxes that uh that we always talk about number one it uh it basically said as a brand it it was saying uh i have reached the lowest of the low i cannot do quote unquote this anymore which you know it, is it somebody it's saying suggesting suicide? Yes, and it's actually, yes. and that's the real grotesque part as well, because it is the most manipulative garbage as well. Because if you really, I I have a general problem with people on Twitter who say stuff 
to say stuff. And I know that sounds bizarre because everyone says stuff to say, says stuff, says stuff. I know English says stuff to says stuff. And so I'm always bothered when I read something and everyone's retweeting it. And I'm like, what the, f what does this actually fucking mean? So the Sunny D thing is really gross because what is it you mean? What exactly do you mean by that? What are you trying to say? And what is your goal? What happened in that meeting? What happened in the meeting that made that come to life? Did someone straight up say, let's pretend we're suicidal? Do you think a bunch of people sat around and clapped their fucking hands and said, oh yeah, let's do a suicide thing, not suicide awareness? No. Because what they've no. done is get... Plausible deniability. They could say, oh, it's just a low point. But you know that that's what... Oh, that's I can't do this anymore. This meaning life, do meaning live. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. So, and I've been suicidal. And I know it's different for everyone, but guess what? Don't fucking use that shit. Same way I find it disgusting when... And I've known plenty of people who've done it. We've done like a fake suicide. Like, oh, we want to end it all, and then they've admitted they didn't want to. And I get it. Like it's, it's like people just want, we're all we're all sitting here and we all do things for desperate reasons because we feel like shit. Like I get that, but when it's a brand, that means they sat around and planned it. Truly, the most sociopathic people in the world were in the article, the oral history of the Oreo Super Bowl tweet. Like everyone in that room should be in fucking jail. Um, <laughs> yes. Did you see that? Did you see that Digiday's article around the the oral history of the Super Bowl tweet Oreo? So I I did not see it. If you could recap, well, now you know. Now you know. So this is the oral history of the Oreo. You can still dunk in the dark Super Bowl tweet. So they had a war room. And sadly, in this war, no one died. <laughs> so, scrolling down, scrolling down, there's a specific bit where someone says, the idea was there. We went back and forth, and for 10 seconds, we had the post together in under a minute. Then we asked Danielle, the client, the creative team, written and, and written the post, and we waited a beat. You don't want to jump in. Then it was just the pr process of making sure everyone was cool. We've been doing this for a long time, preparing for this, and we need to make sure it wasn't a terrorist attack or something bad hadn't happened. So they planned this shit out. And I should be clear, oh, yeah. this wasn't done during a Super Bowl. This was a planned, executed thing. So they likely sat around, and no one really seems to be right. I'm sure the story will come, and I'll look stupid because this goes out like a week after I say these things. But as of as of putting this together with our voices most of the takes are talking about how they're creating a valuable discussion around mental health and we'll get to the fucking egg thing in a second but <laughs> yeah, yeah it yeah. isn't it isn't though because ultimately they want something they want money they want your money and by involving their other brands you know they just want more money it is a the worst kind of manipulative the the grossest. I don't know what punishment someone like this deserves. I am sadly not a judge anymore after they realized I did not go to law school and I just stole a woman's wig. 
But <laughs> I, I really think look, these people are fucking, they are fucking sociopaths. And I don't care if it's some... Um, 23-year-old, 21-year-old who's just doing social media and they came up with this. No, I'm sorry. You are self-aware enough to realize this is usurous. This is pantomiming people's real pain. And it's not creating a discussion because there is no discussion. There is just this bullshit. And it's disgusting. It really, like... And I know a lot of, like, irony people... A lot, a lot of people were, like... Oh yeah, this is bad because it's. But they the the poison was not enough. The poison was not an unit. Like this is something that deserves revulsion. This deserves every ounce of poison. Oh yeah, yeah, and and it's because and you know they responded to their own tweet when Moon Pie reached out and said mood last night all good MP. It's in Moon Pie. Thanks yeah. for checking in. I L Y. And by the way, just so we're clear, like big mood and all that, pretty sure it comes from like African American Twitter. Like there's a lot, like like all phrases that get co-opted. Like a lot of it's yes. like it's yes. it's definitely like white people stealing black people to because if you go and look like on the responses to some things, like all the white guys like trying to like do some like really careful dunk. And every black man and woman is just like eviscerating them with like three letters. Fucking kicks ass. Not this though. This fucking sucks. I hope. Yeah. I hope whoever did this just somehow gets banned from computer. <laughs> <laughs> like like Kevin Mitnick. Like Kevin Mitnick. Who's that? You are. You are. Uh. Uh. He he hacked into. Uh. He was the subject of the book The Cuckoo's Egg. In the nineties, mm. ninety four something. Anyway, he got he was hacking, and uh, uh, of course, it was much less serious at the time. But the judge said you were no longer allowed to use the internet, which uh, you know in the nineties was like, oh no, that sucks. But now it's like <laughs> suck one. Yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's just there now. He just has no idea what like Twitter is. Yeah, it's like yeah. what's a meme? Just has no fucking idea. Just like hanging out at Barnes and Noble, reading the magazines, man. He's just reading books. He, he like reads yeah. the paper, and that's how he consumes his news. It is so so. It's so it's really uh, it's really interesting that our idea of being like disconnected and being in hell right now is reading the newspaper. Oh, I didn't say it was bad. <laughs> Sounds great. Like if I didn't have the need in my brain, yeah. Like, that would be great. That would be superb. I'd love to not want to be online. I definitely would love to not need to be, but, like, I really... Oh, it would be so so nice, but never going to happen. It's just... But it's... uh, uh For me, you know, I mean, I understand the impulse, but for me, uh, uh everything I do is online. And, yeah. Uh, you you know not just uh not just this this idea of monolithically consuming you know political information or digesting whatever the 24 hour news cycle is about one thing or the other uh but I, but I'll tell you uh so when so uh I I don't have any insight into moon pie or steakum or Wendy's or any of these like famous Twitter brands where yeah. they all hopped on this bandwagon of, uh, you know, quote unquote being more genuine or whatever. Um, 
so I don't have any insight into that, but I do know that uh, when I worked for Procter and Gamble, um, I I went to an informational meeting when I was in college. And uh, the people who worked there jokingly referred to the other employees at P&G as proctoids. And I was like, the fuck is a proctoid? And they're I like, oh. proctologist was taken. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, it, they were like, they're, they're proctoids. They're a special entity. And I was like, I, you know, I don't get it. Yeah. And then I went to work for Procter & Gamble and I understood what they meant. Let me tell you something. This is unlike any place I've ever worked for before or since. Uh, you know, I had worked at at some industrial factories. Uh, I, I used to work at a can factory where I mixed paint or, or I mixed uh, UV curable ink is what it was, but that, right. that was like its whole thing. Uh, and, and so I worked for Procter and Gamble and I worked there for a few months um, and ultimately quit because the work environment was so bad and everybody there was so fucking insane that I really couldn't deal with it. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I had a STEM education, you know, I, I grew up liking science, liking math, doing all these things, having like aptitude in these areas. Mm. And I went and I worked for this place that was completely dehumanized and it, it just broke me. I couldn't do it. And uh, so let me describe to you. So so have you worked for a big corporation, Ed? You have, right? Sort of, yeah. So, I mean, have you worked in a place with, let's say, more than 50 employees? Actually, yeah, kind of. It's, okay. Future okay. Publishing was weird. Okay. So, um, actually, I worked for Future Publishing a uh, oh, very, cool. very long time ago. I used to write the back page column for .NET. Holy um, shit. Uh, future brothers yeah uh I think yeah i actually just eventually works for future if i'm gonna be honest yeah i uh stand up there a, a very long time i think i read ed zed right isn't that what yeah, they yeah yeah that was <laughs> i'm sorry if you hate that that's just no, all no, no. It's that's just all been a long I time since i've i haven't heard that name in years <laughs> right right so uh uh so i uh so this procter and gamble so they have uh thousands and thousands and thousands of employees when uh when i worked in cincinnati there were multiple png locations and one of the ones i worked at had about two thousand people in it which right. is like a f- fairly large high school it's larger than the high school i went to and um but you would work on a certain floor in a certain area and you would see people day after day. And so if you're listening to this, obviously you probably know, especially if you work at like a big company, if you work at an insurance company or you work at, you know, one of these, one of these big places, call center, whatever, where you go to work and there's a shitload of people there, you see the same people day after day and you nod at them. You say, hi, you know, if you and somebody else you recognize are in the break room at the same time, you're like, hey, bud, how's it going? What's up? You give like that, that awkward nod. Yeah, yeah. And uh, especially, and I will say especially, uh, this was uh, when I worked there, it was Cincinnati, Ohio. And so we have this thing in this area of the country where everybody is like super mega friendly. Like we're just very personally friendly, and um, 
it, and it's not superficial, which I think is maybe disarming for people who aren't from around here, but I'm used to people being fairly warm, right? And uh, the corporate culture at PNG was that if you walk by somebody in the hallway, you don't look at them and you don't say anything to them. If you yeah. see somebody else in a lab and you're working in the lab, you don't go over and say hi or whatever. It was that, a, it just sounds like society. Yeah, maybe, but it was very, but you see these people every day, you work with them. It was very yeah. bizarre. And so, um, when I, uh, when I worked there, I was working on an energy drink product and the energy drink was based on coffee. Crisp. And it, and it <laughs> crispy, right? Mm. Crisp. It, it, no, <laughs> just so we're clear though, I misread the, the share zone thing for a long time as mmm, crisp. Which I think <laughs> is so much weirder than crispy. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. my that's my <laughs> addition. Anyway, so the coffee, the coffee energy. So yeah, so I did these, uh, so I did these experiments, whatever. And uh, one of the things I did, I had to go and use some of the analytical equipment in the Sunny Delight Lab. Right. So when when you work at a place like Procter and Gamble, you'll have different departments. Um, the department I worked in was developing an energy drink based on coffee. Spoiler alert. It didn't go very far because if people want coffee, they'll drink coffee. If people want an energy drink, they'll drink uh, Dr. Monster's Big Balls Cherry Explosion yeah. or whatever, right? And uh, so that didn't work, obvious in retrospect. Um, but I went to the Sunny Delight Lab, and uh, I ended up becoming friendly with a couple people that worked there and uh, talked with them. Uh, and I think the reason why is because they had uh, – this was – uh, the very early 2000s, 2001, 2002, somewhere in there. And uh, they had a computer set up and they, I don't know what they did, but they had requisitioned a computer or something and they set it up. So it was only playing MP3s, which, you know, completely normal now to have a little media PC or whatever that plays yeah. movies and music. But this was like novel at the time. So I was like talking with them about it and they had wired up. They were like, uh, in, in Procter and Gamble terms, they were like relatively bohemian. So they had <laughs> wired up these speakers all around the lab, you know, a, a, as cool as scientists can get, basically. You've got like Devil's Haircut by Beck playing very low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's like exactly the like flavor a song of what. You can kind of make out that you sort of like, but it's so low that you can barely hear it. Yeah. Every time you go in. Yeah. Like you're working in there and that ends and like Timbuk three comes on or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, this was a very long time ago. So, um, so I was talking with the guys and, um, Sunny D one of their main selling points is that it has vitamins in it. And one of their main selling points that they used on television for a very long time 
they they had this commercial campaign where some kids were going in the fridge. Yeah. And this tells you that this tells you how pernicious advertising is because I still remember this. I didn't even watch a lot of TV when I was a kid, but the kids go in and they're like, oh, they're rooting around in some other kid's fridge. And they're like, ah, oh, you know, some crap, some purple stuff. Oh, yeah, Sunny D. And they're really they're really happy to see Sunny Delight. And the mom is really proud because it has vitamins. Well, here's the thing. With Sunny Delight and vitamins, okay, it was not developed as a drink to give people vitamins, especially no, not, not especially not vitamin C. Right, it's high fructose. At, at least back then, it was high fructose corn no, it syrup. Probably still is. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. And uh, one of the things I found out was that they did not even add vitamin C to it in an effort to like enrich it for people. No, they had to lower the pH of it so that all the, they, they had to make it more acidic. Okay. Check this out. They had to make it more acidic to get all the crap to stay in solution because otherwise this, the shit in it would like float to the top and sink to the bottom and it'd look like an old barrel of paint or something. And it was unappealing to consumers. So, for for whatever reason, they had to uh, make it more acidic. And the easiest way to do this was to add ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C. So what they did is they fucking pumped it full of vitamin C, which is a weak acid, chemically speaking. Huh. And uh, so then they turned around. Of course, the marketing department turned around and used that as a selling point now in saying now we've determined there's a market for sugar drink, pre-packaged, pre-mixed sugar drink. There's a market for this. We're going to enter the market. And this is going to be now, you know, we've developed this opaque yellowish fluid. We're going to sell this to people by saying, hey, this has vitamin C when in fact the vitamin C was like added industrially as a way to make it not separate. Or something along those lines. I mean, there's with with any kind of juice. I love it because most of the advertising I remember is like kids love it and it's good for them. It's like, well, the first part is true because basically it's just sugar and adults are fucking stupid and just go, ah, sure. And also, there's this very strange, um, like protection racket around fruit. And even though slowly people are like. Oh shit! Fruit's got sugar in it. It's got a lot <laughs> of sugar in it. Oh goddamn! <laughs> this ain't good. And so you have these people who are like, and you're gonna see, and you're kind of seeing it now. Well, you're gonna see a lot more fat children because of this, because people still believe like, oh, you need lots of fruit. You need yeah, lots of fruit, yeah. which is whatever. Like that's an argument, but it's like you need lots of fruit juice, which isn't true. And people still believe in the low fat thing, and dieting is a nightmare anyway. But you've got this other level of people who just—they have no concept of how bad, like things have been made by this advertising stuff. Moon pie, at least you can be like, oh yeah, moon pie fucking sucks. <laughs> like, it's like bad for you like you know yeah it's like i've never i don't believe i've seen uh like i've never seen like uh like a moon pie really? Yeah, really i've never seen one in the wild 
<laughs> so, uh, so I have, so this really is what underlies the whole existence of the moon pie account to me is like moon pie. Oh, I'm this character. I'm this funny character. I engage authentically, which of course, like you said, is filtered through this, <laughs> this marketing war room of several people who determine what tack they're going to take to interface with people. And, and at the bottom of it is this product that is like this sort of stale puffed cake, sort of like uh, the cake part of it is maybe sort of like a dry Twinkie. And it's covered in this very thin chocolate, which like a lot of chocolate in America is not really quite chocolate. It's like hydrogenated oil. And, yeah, whatever and it is. It, it's not. Cocoa product yeah. in and stuff. So it's not very good. Um, and I know some, some of my folks, my, both of my parents, uh, were born in the early forties. And, uh, I remember growing up, they were like, Oh, moon pie, because this was like, uh, you know, if you were born before, before world war two, which my, my parents were born before world war two, uh, getting something like that was just a fantastic treat. It, it it's yeah. like, uh, in the ni- in the early 1900s, yeah, people would get a single orange on Christmas, right? So, so I'm it was y- fine with treats. I don't mind, right? Right. No one thinks these are good for you. But also, moon pie isn't my friend. No, no. Like and- I kind of like. I want to see. You know what's gonna happen, by the way. One of these days, one of these companies is gonna do something like this, and some poor person is going to fucking tweet at them. I'm gonna kill myself, and they're not going to respond. And that person is going to do it. That's what's gonna happen. I I know that's a dark fucking thing to say, but I'm serious. That is what is. It's gonna happen because. They're going to be like, oh, I'm so fucking smart. I got these people to believe that. And then it's going to happen. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's someone else. But it's going to be like a brand. Yeah. And they're going to be so yeah. fucking confused. And and here's the thing. Because ultimately, uh, you know, it doesn't happen, by the way. But I just yeah. feel like it will. No, it pro no, it will. And here's the thing is because you know the Stanford prison experiment. Basically anybody or let's say many people, okay? Let's not say everybody because you know some people are truly essentially good and we'll look yeah, past I'm short term but I, I it's cool. We don't have to say that. Okay, so it. so everybody like, is <laughs> has a little bit of like dark in them. Yeah, no, uh, no, I, I'm trying to personally give people an out so they can listen ah. to this and think, no, look, if I were in the Stanford prison experiment, I would not fucking, uh, what's the thing? They zapped the other person. I wouldn't zap yeah. the guy behind yeah, I don't the bars. Think I would. But, <laughs> no, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't because I hate authority, but like, I realize I'm an outlier in all this and I think about stuff too much and, and all this and all that. Uh, but uh, the the Stanford prison experiment basically shows that very many people are willing to do things for less than money. Yes. Okay. So like if you get employed by uh, Mr. Pie or whoever makes Moon Pie, you get employed by them and you're working for them and they tell you in, 
and they they kind of push you into doing this stuff that really violates the way that companies should interact with people. Look, I get my internet from a company, right? Yes. The internet company should not tweet at me, right? And say, hey, having fun using our internet? Because they know, right? They would know. All of these ISPs can do deep packet inspection. They can tell what's going through the network. They can tell that I'm using their internet. They can be like, hey, do you like the internet? But they shouldn't do that. There are lines they shouldn't cross, right? Which they do, but that's not the point. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and so the uh, uh, so the thing to me with with MoonPie of of course is that it's simply not good. There are really good treats out there. You know what's really good is they have these uh, they have these chocolate bars. Mm. that have like big chunks of salt in them. Those are really oh, fucking yeah. good. Moon pies are ass. You know, you can get a you can get a uh, there's a place around here called Wits, W H I T S, and they make custard. I don't know off the top of my head how it differs from ice cream. It's very good. It's better than the gourmet place here in town. It's better than ice cream in the grocery. Sure. It's great. There are really good treats and I love to have them. Moon pie is shit, but ultimately what is going to happen is that one of these companies is going to cross the line, just as you said, in a way that makes somebody kill themselves or in a way that that makes somebody endanger themselves or hurt themselves or hurt somebody else like in in such a fashion that it was clear that they were egged on by the person posting to Twitter. Yeah. I think they'll interact in the wrong way or actually it will probably be more likely. It'll be the other way. It'll be the stuff that Sunny D did before Like some child would be like, Hey, can I get a free side? And they'd be like, lol, no. And it will be like, the kid will say, that's really mean. I had a horrible day. And they'll be like, cram it nerd. And that kid will kid will kill themselves. Like that's yeah. the good, like that's the shit that oh, pushes yeah. someone over the edge when they feel like fucking nightmarish and hellish inside and like now they have and then they and that's not even including like the five hundred follow on people who be like yeah let's fucking humiliate a child oh yeah yeah that's uh I and I think that's what I think that is very likely what would happen is but so then later these- on it's going to be the other way around though it's going to be it's going to be like oh yeah someone's going to reach out and like desperately need someone to talk to and they're so desperate that they'll go to anyone yeah and then nothing be no one and then fucking moon pie will have done one of these fucking things and then nothing absolutely nothing will happen and then that person will i hope they don't but make a decision based on what they believe to be a reasonable thing that they believe these brands care but they don't and it fucking sucks it sucks so bad well in in a thread you see all the time ed and and i know you you wrote about this and for those who haven't read it uh, Ed wrote a really great piece in Mel Magazine. I think it was last month. Yeah. Or maybe maybe late December. Wrote a, 
wrote a, a yeah wrote a really great piece about uh, what it's like to be a heavy dude and lose weight and still have this very complicated relationship with your own self image and with food and with interacting with other people and with your self esteem and all these mm-hmm. issues wrapped up. And I think uh, given that people's relationship, everybody's relationship with food and brands is still so complicated. I think it's very easy to see, Ed, that that somebody would be like, fuck, you know what makes me feel better when I had a shitty day? You know, people were bullying me or I don't feel good about myself or whatever. I'll have a moon pie. I enjoy the moon pie. Yeah. And the moon pie brand is really funny on Twitter. I'm going to write the moon pie guys and they're going to write back and they're going to say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> or they're going to be like, I'm always here for you. And then they won't be. And the oh, worst yeah, thing yeah. you can do to a person, one of the most exquisite tortures you can do to someone is give them hope and then take it. And I sound like, like a bad guy in like an Avengers movie there, like Thanos or something. Well, you take hope away, man. <laughs> like Iron Man's like, ah. It's true. I've, that's true. I've been drinking that's off, really true. I've been though. drinking off camera. Ah, and But that's the thing. They take away hope by saying, oh, yeah, we understand. But you notice that they very much go on the edges of promising. They never quite, never quite deliver. They never quite engage on that level, they talk to each other. And I also just, as a personal thing, I fucking hate when brands talk to each other, like celebs talk to each other on Twitter. And yes. it's very clear that it's yes. like an organized thing. It's like, you know what? No, if they just talk to each other and it's like weird, then that's fine. I love weird shit. But when it's like an orchestrated fucking thing, it's like, oh, shut the fuck up, you fucking ghouls. you know you know what what it and the thing is is that people don't know that there are very many folks who can tell if an interaction is authentic look if two celebrities follow each other and one of them posts something funny and the other one responds and just goes el mal (laughs) like that's genuine right i don't know there's another thing that's been really grinding my gears Grinding my gears, the viral egg. Mm. I don't know if you caught that. There's this Instagram egg. There's just an egg. And this egg, like, it was the subject of much talking about because people desperately want to pretend they're an expert in something. So there are people whose entire fucking job is to write about people doing stuff on social media find three people who have done something so they write about it then the day show because they're fucking hurting for content that they think is relevant puts them on they grin at the camera it sucks anyways this viral egg they wanted to have the most likes in the picture or possibly the most follows i don't know then the egg started cracking and then they did this thing where the egg cracked and then the egg was like, I'm cracking up a lot recently. And then it turned out to be mental health awareness. So, huh. okay. There is a, 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 a philosophical conundrum here for me. Because on one hand, on one hand, you have the goodness of this may have brought awareness to mental health. But I also have another theory about this that I do not believe anyone has 
sought help because they saw a fucking brand or an egg talk about mental health. I just don't think that that's the thing. But it was this whole thing about mental health awareness, which I guess is an intrinsic good. Right. I guess it is, but also I think it's just ghoulish because this egg cracked up to raise mental health awareness after the Super Bowl. What does that mean? What does that mean? What actually does this mean? I said it earlier. What the fuck does that mean? What are they making to 52 million bazillion people? I don't know how many fucking people follow it. It, it, Hulu sponsored this egg to bring attention to mental health. That mental health is important. <laughs> the importance of talking yeah. to someone for those struggling with the pressure of social media. What the fuck does that mean? Everyone should be... There should not be positive things written about this. There shouldn't. The, there should be the, nothing other than brutal, brutal criticism. Yes, it referenced mentalhealthamerica.net. But guess what? If you're in a situation where you're not talking to someone and the egg convinces you to do it, Jesus, fuck, I'm, I know this sounds horrible. I don't believe perhaps things are... I, I don't, but if that's the push you needed, maybe it's not so bad. I don't know. Maybe some people are easily. I just find the. Maybe I'm horrible for saying that, but I just don't feel that this is. I guess it's better than them just taking a bunch of money and having like a fucking moon pie coming out of the egg. Yeah, yeah. But I don't but feel it, it, like it's. I don't feel like it's a good. It, what is that doing? The the thing where you say it is for awareness of mental health, the thing is, is that oh, it's talking not... talking to people. Talk it, to someone. Yeah. You're not feeling good. Talk to someone. Talk to him. It's, it's not... it. There's, like, no call to action. Yes. There's no call to action. It's like stand-up which... to cancer. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> It's like everyone this whole time has been like, ah, maybe let cancer go. I don't know about cancer. I'm going to wait for maybe. The, the polls to come in on cancer. But finally, someone's taken a stand. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> Like, I always find stand up to cancer really confusing. Because it's like, were we not doing that? Well, and, and you know, the, the thing is, is that uh, the idea of saying mental health awareness really, uh, it doesn't actually give you any actionable things. It, it doesn't give you anything to do. And furthermore, by being super, super vague about it, yeah. it doesn't really address just how sinister mental health is. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, if you're depressed, and, you know, you have a, a very negative outlook about things. You're very pessimistic. You feel like uh, uh, you feel like you're wearing a lead vest. You, you feel physically ill all the time. And uh, if somebody says, oh, mental health awareness, you would watch that and say, sure, I guess. And yeah, like, what and does that really, what now? Oh, I'm aware now. Thanks. I didn't and know without, about mental health. In in without any any details or anything actionable, I think 
you would say, oh, well, yeah, sure. You know, yeah, crazy people should get help. Not me. I just feel like shit all the time because I deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Just like, this is just how life is. And like, all right, right, here's what it. right I'm exactly. The world, I'm the world record egg. Recently, I've started to crack. And then the egg cracks. The pressure of social media is getting to me. If you're struggling too, talk to someone. That's the call to action, everyone. We got this. That's all it says. What hashtag talking egg talking egg dot info? What the fuck you? What the fuck you want? And and so useful just, mental just, health links below. So sorry, it goes to a website. Right. Mental Health America, right. the Jed Foundation. Hmm. Which, which, by the way, the website is comzone.net. I don't know why, ah. but that's a very funny domain, me. <laughs> but what it is, is that is the laziest, and I'm not big on saying things of virtue signaling, but that is the lamest virtue signaling. It's like on Suicide Prevention Day, when everyone tweets out the, the like, if you're feeling down, called Suicide Prevention. Like... And to, like, a following of three people. Like, I get bigger accounts, and I actually get that. That's a call to action. But also, on a bigger yeah. account, that has a huge effect. Like, that's something, like, fucking Sunny D could do. They could have done that. They could have gone, you know what? Here's a version of this I wouldn't have found quite as poisonous. If they'd have gone, I can't take it anymore. If you ever feel like this, call this number, blah, blah, blah. Right, that would have actually been right. like, oh, damn, that's actually... I can imagine someone seeing that and going, huh, shit. That really works. This talking egg thing on this egg, whatever, you go on it and it's like, watch a video and you talk to someone. Then there's some mental health links. Now what? Depression's exhausting. Depression fucking drains you of your happiness. Your, like, ability to do stuff that you like doing, let alone, like, scrolling through a website of egg stuff. And now, like, oh, cool, another thing I can do. It's like, it was, and Hulu sponsored it, so, also, no one seems to be suggesting, maybe I missed it, this happens. Maybe I missed the, the point where no, no one, Hulu had no comment where, when people asked about the postings. Okay. Also, I don't know what Hulu's involvement was, but whatever. But, I really don't believe that this is the end for the egg, and I'm pretty sure they'll sell out to a brand. Also, no discussion of whether Hulu paid them for this. Huh. I'm sure like Hulu did. It's all going to come out. Nothing like this is pure. And also, like, again, another situation where someone could have done something. They could have done something really simple and just been like, fuck depression, taking away the stigma of depression. That would have been super effective, and the right. audience of people like going, going, oh yeah, maybe we right. shouldn't judge it, people who are depressed. That would be really not just mental health is good. And and you know why, Ed? Here's here's something that I'm noticing as we're talking about this. No, they're never going to take their audience and point their audience at anything other than themselves. Here's the, the thing, the reason why the brands, I think, are so execrable to us is because 
a brand will be like, oh, I'm calling attention to depression. But no, what you're doing, you're calling attention to yourself. But also right? to mental health, not depression, not anxiety, not bipolar, not anything, just brain health. Yes, you're, yeah, Actually, you're post- specific than that. You're, yeah, brain health, exactly. You're posting and you're saying, hey, just a reminder from your friend, uh, Sunny Delight slash The Egg slash Moon Pie slash Denny slash Wendy's. Just a reminder. Yeah, just a (laughs) reminder. Just a reminder. uh, Health is good for you. (laughs) And what's horrible is I just, something just tweaked in my head as well about what makes this really disgusting. Just talk to someone is really not too many steps from, oh, just feel better. You know that really shit advice that you get? It's like, oh, yes, just gotta gotta work through it. It's like, just talk to someone is actually counter advice. It is, it is a suggestion that your problems are small and that it could be solved by talking to someone. That's it. It's all it is. It's all your problem could just be talked to. You don't think anyone with fucking depression, you know what? Maybe there's like two people who didn't think it. It's like, I'm depressed. Ah, I tried talking to someone. Oh my God, that worked. Also, it doesn't work. So it like relieves a little bit of the pressure. Like a lot of psychology requires like going back again and again and talking to someone a lot and being willing to bear yourself. It's not just talking. It pisses yeah, me off yeah. because like it's so weak. But don't worry, since we started, Stakeums hasn't shut the fuck up again. So someone responds to Stakeums. So Stakeums responds to someone else saying, it's only gonna get weirder about frozen meat speaking sense to the nation. Someone responds with, stop making me like you. They say, I'm sorry, I really am, but it's my job. Leverage your criticism towards brands or advertising or whatever systematic ideas or institutions as a whole. Just also remember that there are people behind the screen doing their best in the framework we've been handed. Okay. So, what the fuck are you talking about is my biggest question. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Because leverage your criticism towards brands or advertising or whatever, systematic ideas or institutions as a whole. Just also remember that there are people behind the screen doing their best in the framework we've been handed. Okay, so what that is is actually... That's even grosser. More gross. I don't know. Grosser. Anyways. That is them pretending that someone was criticizing them when they weren't so that they can seem fragile. Mm, yeah. Oh, the kind of manipulative shit. And you've spoken to this guy. If you ever speak to him again, tell him for me, go fuck himself. <laughs> behind the, I don't fucking care if he's behind the account. He's a real guy. He knows what he's fucking doing. Manipulative little toad. <laughs> Everyone behind these fucking accounts. I don't care. Like, I'm sorry. If you do something like this, you want. Like, this is an awful thing to do. I don't fucking care about the fam stuff. It's corny. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Like, I-L-Y, fam, like, that's fine. Like, it's shit. It's garbage. It's poop from a butt. But it's not damaging. It's not hurtful. It's not pumping more shit into the world. This is... This is claiming a brand has a conscience. Like, a conscience and a consciousness... That can be offended. And yeah, there's a person behind it. 
you're the one who fucking, I guess, like, if you can't get another job, sorry. But, I, uh, for example, I realize I'm a PR person, so I'm, like, just below actual toads as far as, like, <laughs> humanity goes. But I don't represent companies that are ethically barren. Like, I won't even talk to anyone in, like, arms, for example. Right, Every so right. often I get, like a, like, a gun. And I actually know guns. Like, I, I've... I have I have shotguns. I like shooting guns. I'm sure. the first person to hand them over. But I would never rep guns. Like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't rep a drug company. <clears throat> I wouldn't rep an alcohol company. I think I repped avocados from Mexico because avocados are great. I like a good <laughs> avocado. That's fine. I don't have... <laughs> this, though, like, this person is trying to... They're trying... It, what... It, it's... Perhaps I'm a little bit paranoid, but this is absolutely written in a way that suggests that this is a vulnerable moment, but it isn't. I just refuse to believe this person is allowed to go hog wild. Or if indeed they are, it is still manipulative at its core and grotesque. And if, if this well, I, was... I think the worst thing is, if this same tweet came from the real guy and it was like head of so like gunt funkly social media head at stakeham i'd be fine with it i'd actually be like ah oh, that bloke's all right because it's him being like hey look i know dunking on this is fun but like i'm a real person i'm just doing my job still but less shitty i don't know i i i just find any kind of usury around depression and anxiety and shit is just scum like the scummiest scum and and you know i uh i agree with that and and i think and this is leading to me this is leading me to to a thought i had earlier today which was i i was pondering it and i don't know if you can tell by the timbre of my voice but uh i i got a cold i get colds all the time uh and so i was maybe a little delirious taking cold medicine whatever sure. having a headache getting my headache relieved whatever uh but i was thinking you know <clears throat> are are we it are is twitter for us or is twitter for companies and so i was thinking about this because um i recently i upgraded my os on my computer i have this mac right I upgraded my OS and my ad block doesn't work on it anymore. And right. I I started thinking about it and, you know, I can get a different ad block software or whatever. If somebody knows uh, what is the, what is the best ad block software to work on uh, Mojave, which is the new or, or Mojave. Mojave, right? The the newest, I think, Mac OS. If you know what works in Safari on that, let me know. Um, AdBlock Plus does not for some reason. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't have time but, for all the, the technical stuff. the ads were coming stuff. in thick and fast. Right, right. So if you know, tell me. Uh, but anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm looking at ads. And so, um, you know, I haven't seen ads for maybe two or three years just because of ad block and everything else. And so I've had this renaissance in seeing all these ads. And it it really occurred to me that when it comes down to it, all of this stuff that is free, 
the browser is free, the OS is free, the website is free, as they say on Twitter. This is a free website, or maybe they don't say that anymore. But everything is free, so... You know, clearly somebody's paying for it. And so is it really is it really our site? And and I'll tell you something, because mm-hmm. because of my own mindset and my own way of looking at things, it's more fun for me to take something I'm not supposed to use and to subvert it. Right? It's you know, if you have, let's say you have, let's say it's 2006, right? Let's say right. you have two forums. One forum is like anything goes. You can be crazy fucking, you can say anything. You will not be censored. You can post any idea, any words, anything on on forum A. And on forum B, it's very tightly regulated and everybody is serious and everybody tries to provide the most technically correct answers and people try to discuss things seriously. Well, if you have a mindset where you want to go in and you want to do things that are funny to you, obviously you would pick the serious one and you would sneak into the serious one and you would do weird things, which is the original idea of trolling, right? The, the, original idea of trolling was not that you yell at somebody for some reason, which is what the word has become. But the original idea is that you take something that you're not supposed to use and you, and you make up this character and you know, you, you post things designed to engender a response. And so there's a certain subversion that goes into that. And it's like more subtle than uh, uh, just posting whatever you want all the time, right? Right. And and so I've been thinking, I think generally the idea, if if Twitter is really just for posting what you want, and, you know, if, if what we're doing works and we scare all the brands off because everybody's like, I block every brand, I hate brands, I hate this post by the brand, which is understandable. It's understandable. Uh, yeah. But I feel like, you know, if there's no straight man on Twitter, then you lose part of your ability to subvert something corporate. And I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the best way to look at it. I don't know if that's a healthy way to look at it. But that's I I don't think there's a healthy way of looking at any communication. I think the moment you hyperanalyze communication, as we literally do every week, you start to go a bit doolally. You do start going a bit nuts because you just everything becomes codified and recodified and codified again. Yeah, and then you have this point where you're just like going in circles where everything you say is hyper-analyzed. Yeah, for sure. And becomes this vast pool of shit that you can't quite understand the meaning of. I don't think Twitter is for anyone. I think that that's a problem that they've had from the beginning. No one at Twitter or outside of Twitter can actually describe Twitter. They can't successfully tell anyone what it is or what it's for, or who it's for. 
or what it does or why it's important or why it isn't important, why it should be shut down or why it should be free or what have you. It's this big fucking mess of a website. And I think all these websites kind of are, but I think Twitter as well is just very open, but also very connected. And the brands are just co-opting it. I think the, the best way of looking at it is that Twitter isn't any great. I don't think Twitter is any great exception. Yeah. In the sense that brands will always, or someone will always find a way to monetize something. I don't think when Plato was sitting down and an apple grew and hit him on the head and he said, damn, I should invent books. I don't think (laughs) he was thinking that people would write books about a man doing sex with a lady, but also with a bit of bondage. That's how, that's how, that's how history works. Like, I don't think anyone actually planned for any of these things, but also I don't think he was, in all seriousness, whoever invented books, I'm not going to go look, and I definitely will never know. I don't think that that person thought about monetization, but someone always will. Someone will find a way to monetize everything. And when someone works out a way to monetize, someone will find a more efficient way to, and they will keep trying to find things to make money out of. What this is... Getting back to the egg, getting back to everything else. The egg was just monetizing fear of missing out. Everyone fucking follows the egg. It's corny as shit. People love that. In some ways, by the way, people thought they were rebelling when they did that. Oh, yeah. The original person who had the record for likes. I can't remember if it was likes or follows. I'm not going to find out. I do not do research. Uh, I was like Kendall Jenner. Like one of it, the Kardashian kids. And yeah, it's like they yeah. think they're rebelling against what they see as a hyper-marketed thing, except that isn't different. It's the same thing. Yeah, and then yeah. they've realized brands and people have realized that they realized they could monetize mental health very early on. They realized they could monetize happiness. They could be like, if you have this, you will be happy. You have this, you will be happy. Now they've realized they can monetize your sadness. They can monetize by appealing to the feeling that you feel now. The shitty way you feel now, we feel it too. We fucking feel your sadness, or we fit into the corner of your life that you're in, the sad part. We are here, it's no, it's more insidious, but no different to like the original Hot Topic thing. (laughs) yeah so except it's like hot topic didn't specifically try and say we're depressed too well yeah and and the there's uh, as the meme goes and this is this is a meme that people say is is goth with big titties and they say t t i d d i e s which I guess uh, makes it, I don't know if it makes it less offensive or more offensive, but, it's a, but it sounds got, like an ICP thing. Yeah. Got, yeah. Goth with big goth girl with big titties. So they say that. So it's like a short bridge. Here's the thing is that, who, says uh, that? who, who said the titty thing? Uh, the, uh, uh, that's like, uh, they say is it on like memes. They say oh, okay. it. <laughs> They I, say, I, I haven't they say meme, it meme.com no they say it um no over so over the past weekend so uh we had uh 
Uh, so since Wednesday, school has been out. I've just been at home. My kids been at home. Yeah. And we've all been sick. So like we've just been rolling around on the floor, like just coughing up snot and stuff everywhere. And uh, I, I've, I've dived into this this meme chasm on Facebook and Twitter, and just tried to go and find like it's the main, most niche niche memes I could find. Yeah, yeah. But it's and this is not even very niche. Is the goth with the titties thing? But I think we're we're one step. I think we're three months away from. Uh, somebody working for a major brand and being like, Hey, it's me. I am, uh, a oh, girl fuck. With big moon pies. Yes. Yes. Like a week it, from a brand doing a powerful shaggy thing. Yes. I saw on me IRL. I, sh- yeah. I saw that shit pop up like two and a half weeks ago. Oh yeah. That's old now. That's, that's old. That's old. Now, that was right? old. Yeah, and yeah. I saw like the requisite New York magazine article. And I was like, Oh, well, Memes over, memes over, folks. Um, I like did the thing where you turn the lights on and off again. Yeah, let people yeah. know they have to leave. But yeah, and what and what's crazy to me though, what really gets me. Oh, sorry. Actually, I talked over you talking about memes, and you went to the meme. The meme. No, I no, I I was Ed. I was going to say exactly what you said, which is is a matter of weeks or months until. Uh, a major social media account. Maybe it'll be for a hiking boot company. Maybe it'll be for uh, uh, shit. I don't know. Maybe it'll be for the United States Postal Service. It'll be like, hey, it's yeah. me, uh, uh, USPS the goth, the goth, girl, the goth mailman with right packages. Yeah, like you know what really inspires fear in the heart of men is uh, a goth mail carrier with a big mail bag, right? And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's all all of it will be digested by brands and spit out the other which side. Which isn't which isn't new though. Huh? No, absolutely. But what kills me is with all these fucking Dunderheads. There we are. I stopped myself. So I like my brain was like like a six shooter with like <laughs> six or six, like, like, like with like four or five bullets that were just vile shit. I was like, nope, nope, no. It's just, it's just, oh, can't shoot that one. But all the same fucking people who are mad at fuck Jerry. So fuck Jerry is this guy for like a while. One of so many people who like made money because he got pretty good at seeing what viral stuff is and. He steals, he like screenshots people's tweets, which is lame and all. But also if like you're, if like that is, if that can take genuine money out of your pocket, maybe there's an issue there with, yeah, with, yeah. with your work. Maybe there's an issue. A lot of people criticizing that. A lot of people. Uh, so I just want to, I just want to look this up real quick. So a lot of people, same people who... I were very mad at fuck Jerry for like taking people's things or whatever. Are like, oh, the Sunny D thing's so powerful, so sweet. Really? Guess what? Yeah, it's not like they. This sucks more. So Chuck Wendig, who's a guy who is he wrote Star Wars books. Then he claimed he got fired, and I think he didn't get. I think he just didn't get a renewal. Also incredibly annoying, just annoying guy. I'm sure he's a lovely guy in real life, but on Twitter, just an annoying guy. So he is screenshotting this this uh, thing about 
Sunny Delight. And he says, huh, nervous laughter. Uh, are the brands okay? Did 2019 break brands? Are they artificially intelligent now? Will Chiquita Banana start quoting NINs her? Is there a hotline for sentient brands? Are people likelier to buy a sad Sunny Delight? Missing the actual thing that happened. Just, just incredible. Or just making fun of it because he doesn't want to... I don't know what the fuck. This well, is the worst part, though, because people doing that spread the thing that this is like a real emotional gesture. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. just so disgusting. I think the whole thing is just so grotesque. Like, that is... You, everyone gets pissed off at like smart home shit and we made fun of it. Yeah, I guess that's bad, but watching people basically test and see how they can monetize you feeling like shit at scale, that is bad. That is bad on every level. And perhaps I'm being alarmist, but I don't think I am. No, and and the thing is, is that brands we expect to interact with brands you expect if you turn on broadcast television you're gonna see commercials right but the thing is is the commercials being intrusive is what is truly dehumanizing about them is the idea that your space is not your space and this is why people like you and i who spend a, a vast amount of time on twitter and we go on there to share our ideas with people. We go on there to share our things we've made with people and we go on there to make new friends. We go on there to discover content, to find new things and to find new people who make stuff that we like. All of this is very genuine interaction. Yeah. And occasionally you may even run across people on Twitter and you talk to them and you end up being actually friends with them, which is as, as I think we've talked about before, just a wonderful thing where uh, it really does add to people's lives. It really does make people happy. It makes people less alone when they can do this. So that's fantastic. But when you have advertising intruding on this space, it really, it gives you a feeling of, you know, I'm, I'm having my personal life here. And it's like, if you, Go out on a date, whether you go out with your wife or you're a single guy and you go out with somebody and you're making out or whatever. And then like somebody leans in the window of your car and says, would you like to try a moon pie? No, I don't want a fucking moon pie. I'm living my life. Imagine that. It's like, hey, you two fucking. It's me, (laughs) my guy. Hey, Ning. Hey, at Moon, we tell you what Moon Pie loves is fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's like, because, and I get that they're marketing, like, there's already marketing to horny people, but with that, yeah, it's like, yeah. that's fine. Like, they've been doing that for a while. This idea of marketing towards your sadness or your anxiety is just. There is a fine line, I guess, between that and people who say, oh, this will help you with your worries. But I think the real difference is the false appearance of caring. Worse yeah, than the Gillette yeah. thing, because the Gillette thing was a static commercial. Yeah, yeah. So that was the, a static commercial where shit happened. Sorry, go ahead. No, the the Gillette thing, I, 
I mean, obviously, just like anything else, there was a there was a calculus that went into it where they said, okay, the people who are going to get mad at this are going to create value. The people who yeah. love this are going to create value. At the end of the day, we're creating value and we're having an uptick in engagement. People favorably view the brand. They did focus groups. They market tested it. It's all uh, – it, it ended up – uh, of course, the good thing, which makes it hard to argue with, is that they said, hey, um, hey, here at the Razor Company, we think it's bad when you like harass women. We think it's bad when like boys beat each other up. Thema- it thematically made sense in that they talk about the best a man can get. Like, at least it was like adjacent to something. It sucked. It sucked. It sucked a big one. But like, at least I could go. Okay, this makes sense. Steakum, moon pie. You know what? If they wanted to fucking talk about, they talk about weight. Like you said, they talk about like, like moon pie would be like. But they don't want to because they don't want. Ultimately, there is a calculation of liability. I think. Yeah. Yeah. They are like fucking they just it's how can i they don't want someone to be like i'm sad and i'm not happy despite the fact that stakem sort of promised that or stakem's promised to care about me but they didn't really care about me they cared about the idea of pretending like they cared about me so that more people would know who they are and they could buy stakem's which I'm still not fully aware of what that is. My genuine feeling is I don't want to ever find out. <laughs> I don't like not just out of spite, but it sounds bad. Like it's, a processed uh, meat. It it's processed meat and it's chopped up very thin and then it's okay, frozen. Sure. It's a slim jam it, or some it, shit. It's, I don't it's fucking know. no, it's fr- it's frozen between sheets of paper. Oh, like prosciutto. Except worse. Yeah, I'll agree with that. It's it's worse than prosciutto. Uh, prosciutto is really prosciutto good. Kicks ass. Well, that's that's what kills me though. Like these people, they could have an effect, but they'd have to actually believe in something. And if this what? this ghoul who works for Steak, I'm, I'm just saying worse and worse things because I know you've spoken <laughs> to them. So it's like just connecting with you on a personal level. I'm not deliberately doing that. Just like I realize that every time I say something, it's like, oh yeah, it's fucking asshole. I hope he dies. You're just thinking of this real person. Probably like a nice person with like, <laughs> genuinely thoughtful and doesn't realize the ramifications or like is in the classic situation that everyone's in when they're like, well, I need to make money and I I can't quit because I'd have to pay my rent, even if I ethically yeah. want to do this. Realistically, most people put in that scenario probably wouldn't quit. They're making money. They're doing well, even if what they're doing is unethical. Anyway, this ghoul, <laughs> they are they're saying they're doing the best, doing their best. Oh, reading it again actually makes me angry. Doing their best in the framework they've been handed. So that suggests that this is someone raging against the machine. This is someone fighting the corporate system to like get get through their message of very vague self-care bullshit. Like, oh, I'm just fighting against my social media team so that I can tell you 
that sometimes society is bad. I'm fighting through to say you should talk to someone. It's just these fucking people. All of them. Just... I... You know, it. it's... And that's really the zeitgeist right now that I think all, all of these companies capitalize on, which begins and ends with essentially Donald Trump. As much as I hate to say it, as much as I hate to invoke the name of, of the fucking... Uh, of the fucking dipshit president and like all of the, you know, associations that go along with that. Really what it, what it ends up with is this idea of this very codified rebellion where they're like, yeah, fuck the system. We're going to take the system apart. And of course, everybody who is claiming that they're going to take the system apart, nobody is actually going to take the system apart because they're, they're do everything they're doing is to make money. And, and it doesn't matter. Look, if, if I get hired you know, later this year, let's say I get hired by, uh, uh, shit, I don't know. I don't know any fucking brands. Dude, let's say I get hired by the Postal Service and they're like, we need like an irreverent guy to be the voice of the social media of the United States Postal Service. And I just start posting and I'm like, you want some stamps? Why don't you go fuck yourself? Have you ever heard of email? Why don't you kill yourself, bitch? Like that, like that's absolutely where we're headed at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I would still be trying to drive business to the postal system, which by the way, uh, as a caveat here, I should say the United States postal service, uh, does a relatively really fucking good job. They've been hamstrung by Congress to provide pension for all their employees for the 10 years, uh, you know, for 10 years after they quit, blah, blah, they've got this entire budget that they're not allowed to use. And so it's basically been set up to fail by like the Republican Congress and all this and all that. But let's say that I were, that I were hired to do this. I would basically be trying to capture the zeitgeist of people saying, I hate the system. And what better way to do that than by pretending as the voice of a social media outlet for a brand by pretending that you're rebelling against your brand yeah and you're rebelling against this culture of what is expected and that's one thing like when it's like oh you're not using like proper commas or what you expect from a brand like fuck it who cares but when it's i'm going to emotionally fuck you over it's it's just kind of like hey i'm gonna Use your emotions, if this works on you, against you. I'm going to make it seem like someone cares about you who really doesn't. And in another scenario, like in your personal life, if someone did that, you would say they're a fucking asshole or a sociopath. You would would say that they are emotionally manipulative. Yes, yes. You would say that they are cruel, even. When this brand does it, it's good, honest, (laughs) but not, though. Not at all. It's not good. It's not a good thing. It's a bad thing on so many levels because it treats people's emotions as currency. But it also 
takes advantage of them when they're vulnerable. Again, different industry, like a loan industry. If you take advantage of people when they're vulnerable, you are predatory. Right. This yeah. is considered human for some reason. But it's predatory. It's what it is. And you know well, what? The the counter argument that someone fucking insufferable would say would be, well, what would you rather have? Or uh-huh. well, what if yeah. they mean it? So what would I rather have? Not this. Just don't do it. Just don't fucking do it, you manipulative, worthless scum. Again, no, you know the guy, sorry. But it's also a case of like, what if it does good is another argument that could be used. It probably does way more harm than good. This doesn't create an environment where more people can talk about being depressed or rebelling against institutions. Well, this it, doesn't. it turns it all of this stuff where it's like. All it does is it turns it into a talking point and it really takes the weight out of the idea of actually having a conversation with somebody about how you feel. I, I know, you know, uh, it's, it's very hard. I don't know, you know, as a man or as a person, I don't know that it necessarily even has anything to do with masculinity. I think it has to do with self-esteem. I have, I think it has to do with the experience of being alive. It is so very hard to tell somebody actually how you feel and actually what you're thinking about things that it almost seems to me like a like a brand pretending to be a caring voice almost makes a joke out of the idea of you like talking to somebody else and trying to get emotional support from a person oh, it's like the the brand is sort of undercutting this and they're being like law are you depressed law <laughs> like- well, that's, that's completely true they are cheapening this entire idea of this thing which already takes a lot of it already takes a great deal of um it really takes a great deal of effort to actually do this, uh, to actually take people at face value and opening yourself up to them and for them to do the same, to listen and truly care. So it really is this weird one-sided transaction and transactional thing, but it's also turning mental health into a transaction in and of itself. Yeah. And which is gross on so many levels, making it, this thing which is we have now monetized this structured it we have found the codification of sadness and we have now turned this into something that we can sell package and sell yeah yeah the the whole thing where you know it it's so hard to even be able to communicate this stuff with other people and then the idea of having a brand basically take it and and make fun of it i think really makes it harder for people to communicate because at this point so let's say you know there are these brands that do this stuff and there is sunny d says oh i can't take it anymore you know if if you were it 
if you were online, if you were one of these people that somebody might describe as saying they're very online, right? I'm extremely online. Yeah. Uh, if you were to tell your friend, you know what? I can't take it anymore. They would be like, you know, maybe last week they would have been like, what are you talking about? Like, what's up? And if you said that this week, now they would be like, oh, law, Sunny D. Like they would assume you're trying yeah. to be ironic. And I think the idea that it that really is hurtful to me is the idea of brands taking these expressions of emotion and co-opting them to where if you are like, look, I can't deal with my own fucking life anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to go from here. I feel hopeless. I I can't I I don't even see that I have a future. And you're trying to communicate to the to your friend and now your friend can only see this through the lens of Moon Pie or Sunny D. I think that makes communication with people way harder. Then it is already, which is very, very, very difficult. If you were to tell your loved one, and I know some people maybe have great relationships with their parents. People have great relationships with their partners. I have a great relationship with my partner. But I know that, you know, still you feel like you're burdening somebody by telling them, hey, you know, I'm feeling really bad. Uh, You know, I'm feeling really hopeless right now. And you start to think, uh, you know, I don't want them to think that I'm criticizing them for not doing, for not playing a role in my life, for not doing something that they should be doing for me. And so you're like overthinking it and all this. And then these brands fucking step in like you're you're having a good night. You're out on a good date and a brand steps in and holds a fucking Pepsi through the window. And they're like, "Lol, are you fucking why don't you drink a Pepsi? <laughs> You know, I have problems with my parents, too. That's No, that's the kind of shit that you're eventually going to see. Yeah, yeah. You're going to see, like, this. Is, the next steps naturally are going to be like, we all have problems with our family. We all have times our friends aren't there for you, us, but we're here for you. They're going to say it. Yes. They're going to say that, and then someone's going to do something with that. You have to... People don't fucking care behind these things but also i you know what i I forget hanlon's razor is it the one where it's like don't ascribe to malice that which can be ascribed to ignorance i think that that's way more likely yeah yeah because i think they're just ignorant of the the real cost of these things i do think at the higher level though they're aware they're aware that it is just a another way of using and controlling people of getting people to buy things and that is just deeply deeply sad to me just deep it there are very few things about tech that truly depress me that truly hurt when i think about them and this is one because it's it's the same as when someone is vulnerable to get like into bed with someone else. It's the same as when people talk about having emotions they don't have to get people to come closer to them. It is just another form of emotional manipulation built to get something. 
in this case, money. In this case, to get a bunch of people who have no concept of the ramifications of something to write about how fucking smart they are. And it's gross. And everyone involved, your friend included, uh, should should suffer. No, don't. don't. They should. They should stop. No, and and it's uh, and it and it's really. I mean, it's really difficult because, I mean, you you and I, Ed. Uh, I think either one of us would would walk right into the role of doing social media, right? I mean, both I guess, both of yeah. us were very online. We know how the medium works. We know, you know what what causes people to interact and uh i think it would almost be like it it would almost be like uh plugging legos together you know getting hashtag resistance liberals getting uh people who watch carpool karaoke to interact yeah. with and to like the content and i mean you mentioned the egg so the egg beat the Kardashians, right? The idea yep. of of being a person who watches the Kardashians, I the show was keeping up with the Kardashians. The idea yeah. of being a person who literally wanted to do that. I mean, it's fine. There's so fine. there's so I many want more. Defend people watching that show as well. There's weird. there's so many people. There's there's like a hundred or a thousand times as many people like that than are like us and are like our fair listeners. There's there's so many of right. them. Just uh and and I mean uh it's very it's very alienating to me to think about somebody being like, oh, I like the egg. I'm gonna click on the egg. Oh, the egg cracked. Oh, the egg is about mental health. Now that's very poignant i think there are people who legitimately think that that's poignant no they'll think it's poignant but the next step is the important one that very few if any people are actually going to take which is this idea of they'll go and they'll share it and they'll talk about it and go talk about mental health talk about mental health to the friends and the family and say, oh, the egg cracked is great. And they'll all agree it's a good thing. This will not change their habits in any way, shape, or form. No, and it's because... That's the thing, it won't. It will allow a bunch of people to feel good about themselves for three fucking seconds and pretend like they truly can. No. There's no challenge to it. It's an easy thing to accept. Oh, I, I agree. And I think the reason why it won't help is because everybody will... Now, view the thing, uh, they view it as being related to the egg or related to a marketing thing, and they say, oh, that's good, and now the idea of quote-unquote mental health awareness is now an egg that's the most popular egg because everybody agreed to click on it, and then it it cracked, and that was such an exciting development. That was something that they were a part of because you know and and of course there's stuff that goes into this like confirmation bias and people who you know once you pay money for something you're like literally invested in it whether you want to or not that's how the brain works 
So yeah. if you clicked on the egg and you liked the egg and you were part of the egg success, you were psychologically invested in the egg doing something. And then whatever the egg did, your brain basically told you that's good. The egg is good. Yeah. Because you are part of the egg. You did the egg according to your brain. Yeah. You were part of the, you did the like that made the egg successful. Yeah. So I think, uh, uh, I I think we should I think we should probably wrap it up, Ed. Do you, yeah, I have to go and like like the egg. So I, <laughs> I haven't I liked like it yet. I haven't liked the egg yet, and uh, uh, it's on I, my calendar. You know, I'm on Instagram, Ed. I think we're friends on Instagram, but I I basically I don't know uh, what to do on Instagram. I don't know how to do an Instagram story, so I am way far behind in. Uh, using my own viewpoint and, and my own ideas on mental health to, uh, you know, induce people to buy candy bars or nuts or whatever people buy. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, listen, thanks again for listening. This, uh, FTF podcast, of course, stands for fuck the future. We continue to be censored by Apple, uh, and Steve jobs, Apple and Steve jobs. May he rest in power. Uh, episode 16 listen thanks again for listening Uh, Ed is at Ed Zitron on Twitter spelled exactly how it sounds I'm at Drew Toothpaste thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you next time